Okay. I can't. <clears throat> Let's just. Wow. Okay. Here we go. Welcome back to the D323 Library Podcast. We're going to do another episode of What's in the Box? What's in the Box? What's in the Box? Okay. So before we do What's in the Box, Rumi K is back with me. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, what are you currently reading? Nothing. I haven't read a book in so long. Why? You were at a conference, and then I was going to wait for you to come back. I'm going to blame you. I was going to wait for you to come back, and then I was <laughs> like, fine. oh, you can blame me. Rec- recommend a book for me, and so you've been gone, so it's your fault. So that's, that's what we're going to do. Oh, yes. it's my fault. Yes. That's, um, you know what? Honestly, I've been in a book lull as well. I haven't been reading as much because things are just crazy. Yeah. So I'm not even taking our own popcorn and potato chip advice of like just reading. Yeah. I know reading for pleasure on the off time. Usually I have something going like on my Kindle. It's usually some romance novel or something. Just something potato chippy. And I don't. And uh, I'm sad. I look at it. And that's because like I'm going through like a, a crisis right now in my reading because I want to read a whole lot of nonfiction books. Do you? I have like a, st- a stack of them. And they're much slower for me to get through. Yeah. I'm also having a um, format crisis on how I read those nonfiction <laughs> because I have them in like print mm-hmm. in in like uh, print. I have them in print. That's a sentence. <laughs> I have them in print and but then I want to take notes on them because I want to use them for like my writings and stuff right, like right. that. My theoretical writings that are all up in my head. It's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but then when I read it on the Kindle, when I read it digitally, I can highlight and take notes like right there. Okay, so you don't know which one you like better. Right. Like, I like the thought of print, but honestly, I really do think that I need to switch over to digital for nonfiction. But will print books disappear? No, not at all. Like, not at all. But for the reason that I want to use them as as sources for writings and things like that, I like the digital aspect better. That that annotation feature that, like, is built into my Kindle. Mm -hmm. I can read the book on my on my surface and I can do that and then I can just like highlight and then like make my like oh that's so encouraging or inspiring or like yes that's what happens right there instead of like bookmarking like I have this one which is what I'm currently reading Melinda Gates Melinda Gates I'm reading her the moment of lift how empowering women change the world and it's really interesting Uh, I got the first chapter I had a moment a couple weeks ago where I read the first chapter of like four of my nonfictions just the first chapter And I really like this first chapter. She actually talks, and I didn't know this. She went to an all-girls school, high school. Oh. And I did as well. And so just about like her teacher who went and did night school to teach uh, coding and um, computer science. Mm-hmm. So the teacher went to school at night, and then they bought computers for the girls at their high schools. And But she went, she learned how to code at night, so then she could bring it to the girls the next day. And it was like this oh. really inspiring moment of what this teacher did for her, this female teacher. Um, but I do, I have a huge connection to the fact that I went to an all-girls high school and, and what that kind of gave me and built. And I think yeah. that's inherently ingrained in me. So um, I really like that. That's what I'm reading. I can't wait to finish it. I got it for Christmas. Again, slow read. And look at my tabs. I have like pink tabs coming out of them. It's bright. But now I have to go back and figure out why I tabbed them. <laughs> That's my problem. It's that annotation piece. Anyway, okay. So we're going to do what's in the box. We got Junior Library Guild this month. Uh, right. We have several new books. So Rumi K hasn't seen this box. I perused through it last week, but it was I haven't been gone at a conference this last week. So we cataloged them and they need to go on the shelf. So Go ahead, grab one. I'm going to take this one just because I'm cheating. Uh, oh, you the, are cheating. The title, but it's the sequel to One of Us is Lying, so it's One of Us is Next, um, and it's by Karen McManus. So this one, 
one of us is lying was really really popular so mm-hmm. it's, the, it's like a whodunit but like a ya version so is that this is that the, is that the third a, one or the second one i think that might be the third one all right i'm gonna look it up you keep going tell yeah, them what I'm it's about if she wrote a sequel yeah i think it's the third one well, oh yeah it is right because we have because one of us is lying and then yeah it's the third one okay so um it says, come on, Bayview, you know you've missed this. A ton of copycat gossip apps have popped up since, oop, maybe I shouldn't say this. We don't want a spoiler of who. That's true. Who has, no, we'll just stop who's there. Died, who's alive. Okay. It's fine. But it's basically, yeah, it's like a YA whodunit. Um, and one of the things is, this is no ordinary whodunit. And you'll tear through this juicy, super fun, if murder can ever be fun, thriller. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Um, so that's so fun. So it's like murder but in a high school I guess did you did you read one of us is lying I think I got like halfway through it and I don't know for some reason I stopped but I remember really liking it because she was telling it through the points of view of like all the five students that were involved in like the mystery so you had everyone and like telling their story and so you were just as confused as they were and whatever. right yeah and, and everyone really 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 loves these books yep so that's fun so it's like uh here's a review on goodreads it says the breakfast club meets pretty little liars one of us is lying yeah so if you liked those yeah I miss the whole Pretty Little Liars Era. thing. I'm too yeah. I'm too old for I that. Never want. I'm gonna finish the series. Well, that happens. All right, I'm gonna do this one. This is the one that I like zoned in on, and I had no idea that it was coming out. So it's called Broke by Jody Adams. Uh, it's K I R S H N E R Kirshner. Um, it is the hardship and resilience in a city of broken promises. So this is, it's in the same category as your hillbilly elegy and your uh, what was that other one? Evicted. Um, yes, the one that we had a couple years ago. It's basically about, I'll read it. Um, bankruptcy has become a common solution for struggling American cities. What do spending cuts and limited resources do to the lives of the city residents? In Broke, uh, Kirchner follows seven Detroiters as they navigate life during and after the city's bankruptcy including Reggie, who loses his savings trying to make a habitable home for his family, Cindy, who fights drug use, prostitution, and dumping on her block, Lola, who commutes two hours a day to her suburban job. Even before the bankruptcy in 2013, they had struggled with a larger ramifications of poor urban policies and negligence on the state and federal levels and the root causes of the city's fiscal demise. Oh, yeah. So, like Matthew Desmond's Evicted, Broke looks into what municipal distress means, not just on paper, but in practical practical and personal terms. Uh, more than 35% of Detroit's 700,000 residents fall below the poverty line. It's wow. just, I, yeah, I can't wait to read this one. Um, we're going to talk about this on the, on the nonfiction podcast about the, the nonfictions that I like to read. And when I read them, it's like a sit down and like yeah. blow through. I just, I, those stories, um, I connect on a personal level, with those mm-hmm. stories. So um, it's interesting. So I'm really excited about that one. Okay, well, this is like the opposite of everything that you just said. <laughs> um, this is called A Match Made in Mehendi. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce that. Um, and the back says, matched, looking for the perfect date, Mayfield High. Don't call, don't swipe, just get matched. It's easy. Um, and then it says, 15-year-old Simran Sangha comes from a long line of Indian visual or matchmakers. So I'm assuming it's about like a young Indian-American girl who is a matchmaker at her school. And I feel like it's just like a really like lighthearted. Yeah. Like maybe like younger than... Like YA, but she's 15. So I don't know. Is that YA? Is that it is. It is considered YA. Uh, but 15, you turn 15, sophomore, freshman, yeah. sophomore year. Okay. Um, but really good, even for those high eighth grade readers who are just yeah. looking for like a cute teen romance, yeah. not a lot of heavy content. No. Um, but again, matchmaker and stuff like those. We like those. It's pretty pink here. cover. Pretty pink cover. That's it. 
I'm going to leave that one for you because that looks right <laughs> up your alley. All right, let's do this one. This is called uh, Minus by Lisa Nafzinger, N-A-F-F-Z-I-G-E-R. I can't even read the letters. It's a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty graphic novel. Who published this one? I can't see. It says, sheltered homeschooled Beck is on her way to college and thrilled to start her new chapter in her life. She's road tripping to campus with her overprotective dad and it all goes off rails with a shooting at a remote gas station. When Beck finally emerges from hiding, her dad and the car are gone and she's the only person left alive. Beck is in a world now and she's beyond not ready for it. A taunt, suspense thriller that challenges our perceptives of family and identity. Minus is a coming of age tale where a teen's new discoveries might be best kept in the shadows. Mm. Well, it's Friday. I might go ahead and read this book today. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about graphic novels is that you can like read them in an hour. Yeah, That's and fun. right, exactly. And it's um, it's so quick, and yet the stories are so yes. uh, meaningful, and they stick with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really like that. How the other thing, the I, the professional part of me is saying that she is on her way to college. So you're looking at content just inherently at a higher level, mm-hmm. probably. Uh, and clearly, somebody dies. So all that's bad. Okay, so this is called The Never Tilting World, and it's very much so a fantasy book. Um, The taglines are, two sisters broke the world, two sisters will save it. And the back says, demoness is what they call a goddess that men cannot control. So I want to read it. (laughs) That's what I'm getting from this. Um, A world split between day and night. So there's a planet, and then um, a sister's betrayal, and then the world splits in two. So they're assuming one half of the planet lives in sun, and then one half of the planet lives in darkness. Oh, that's a really pretty cover. Yeah, it is. It's such a pretty cover, and it looks really cool. And I really like the demoness is what they call a goddess that men cannot control. So it's just a fun little fantasy, I'm assuming. And it'll probably be a series. It's always a series. So Okay, my turn. I want to read that one. I need a good fantasy in my life. <laughs> Do I just, just pick? Where's Marissa? Here's an adult fiction. Seems right up her alley. Okay, I have Salt Slow by Julia Armfield. Armfield is an enormous gut-wrenching talent by Daisy oh. Johnson. I have no idea. This is a pretty... Cover. It's a decent cover. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it, though. I don't know what it's about. Me neither. <laughs> okay. In her electrifying debut... Julia Armfield's explore women's experiences in contemporary society mapped through their bodies. Oh. As ermine dwellers sleep become disassociated from them, like Peter Pan's shadow, the city turns insomniac. A teenager enters puberty, finds her body transforming in a ways very different from her classmates. As a popular band gathers momentum, a fangirl following their tour turns into something monstrous. After their parents remarry, two stepsisters, one a girl and one a wolf, What's going on? What is happening? <laughs> Develop a dangerously close bond and in an APA. APA. Uh, no, it's, um, I can't. Can I see? Apocalyptic. Wow. <laughs> it was just random letters there in a row. Apocalyptic landscape. A pregnant woman begins to realize that the creature in her belly is not what she expected. Oh, so this this book took a we, it's and the cover's just like colors like there's on. nothing to right. indicate what will be happening right i right. like i said like i i made a reference to marissa being like this looks like an adult like I'm like right yeah. some work of it's a blending elements of horror science fiction mythology and feminism salt slow is an utterly original collection of short stories okay oh she i feel like that like should have been at the top Short stories that are sure dazzle and shock, heralding the arrival of a daring new like voice. 
I feel like that should have been announced before I started reading that. I got confused. Um, now I'm now I'm bought in. I'm gonna read this because now it's short stories. Right, exactly. Oh, she's very young. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Anyway, um, I bought in. That was funny. That guy. Okay. Okay, this is called The New David Espinoza. No pain, no gain, right? Oh, I saw this one. This one looks really good. I'm a walking, talking bruise. Every muscle is in some stage of soreness. That's how I like it because that's how muscles grow. After you destroy them with resistance training, they repair themselves and get bigger. Destroy and build. Um, oh, so I guess it's a boy who gets bullied and then he, like, starts to work out. and becomes a bodybuilder to yeah. protect himself. And then apparently he falls into the dark side of the, the bodybuilding world. That oh, is a dark side. I think it's interesting to look at like a body dysmorphia, but like in boys and how boys view themselves in their body. I don't, don't think we think talk about that as much that, as we should. Like, at all. Very much do we have that conversation. So that's really interesting. Unless they're associated with sports that have that, but I think that it happens a lot more yeah. um, than we assume. We just assume a lot. A lot of times it's in girls, but no, it's yeah. not. Crazy. All right. I'm going to do this one. All right. The Shadow of the Batgirl. Uh, graphic novel. Mm -hmm. um, this is part of a series. Oh, yeah. It's the DC collection, graphic novels for young adults collection. I've seen those collections before. Um, it's very pretty. Yeah. So Cassandra Kane, Teenage Assassin, isn't exactly Batgirl material yet. Will she step out of the shadows and overcome her greatest obstacle? The voice inside her head telling her she can never be a hero? Um, yeah, I, I love these series. My students, um, at the middle school and the high school are kind of eating these remakes of the, of the DC comic series with a new generation of, you know, of kids. Uh, so we're getting a growth of there and DC is, you know, in the, is back in the theaters and things like that. So That's true. it's all good. Um, this is Your House Will Pay by Steph Cha, I'm assuming is how you say that. Um, and it says, in the wake of the police shooting of a black teenager, Los Angeles is as tense and it's been, as it's been since the unrest of the early 1990s. Um, but I think it's from, like, the point of view of two teenagers. Grace is a Korean immigrant, and I think Sean might be, like, a black teen boy. And I think it's told from their points of views, which will be interesting. Yeah. And I can't figure out if it's fiction or nonfiction. But it's always interesting to hear stories about police brutality and violence from people so here's that okay will pay. all right we got two left which one do you want the revolution of birdie randall okay all right i'll do this one this is <laughs> you left me with a nonfiction one okay uh a delayed life this is the true story of the librarian of auschwitz oh this is fitting um uh, i'm a librarian that's the only <laughs> thing that's fitting um the true story of the librarian of auschwitz we had this book come out the librarian of auschwitz came out was it been we get it last year maybe it's been out for a while yeah. but i had a lot of students who enjoy reading um, and are fascinated with that whole, um, the World War II. Two, World War yeah. II. Uh, and so a lot, we have the tattoo, the tattoo stuff of, mm -hmm. um, of that as well. And so those stories. So this is the true story. The breathtaking memoir of Dita uh, Kraus, K-R-A-U-S, yeah. the real life librarian of Auschwitz. Um, Kraus grew up in Prague in an intellectual of a middle-class Jewish family. She went to school, played with her friends, and never thought of herself of being different until the advent of the Holocaust. 
torn from her home, uh, Dita was sent to Auschwitz with her family. From from her time in the child children's block of Auschwitz to her li- liberation from the camps and into her Diaz powerful memoir sheds light on the incredible life, one that is delayed no longer. Um, so yeah, so we have that one. I'm really excited to get this mm-hmm. in the hands of some of my um, students who are, are super excited um, to, to read that real story. Okay. And this is the last one and it's called the revolution of Bernie Randolph. Um, and it says, I never would have done something like this a couple of months ago, but now, well, it's easier that my, to see that my whole world won't fall apart if I break a rule or two or three. So I think this is just like a perfectly innocuous coming of age novel about like a black girl, just like a teenager. Um, and it comes an novel about first love and family that will stay with you long after turning the last page. So I think it's just one of those, like a young adult falling in love, finding yeah. yourself type of being book, yourself, which is always good and always fun to read. I right. Think, no matter how old you are. Awesome. So there's that. Okay. That's What's it. The box? What's in the box this month? Some good ones. Yeah. Um, and definitely some that we're going to start chasing around to our students. Read it. Read. Do the reading <laughs> thing. Um, and maybe we'll read ourselves. Yes, we will. Because we need to do that. And it's like snowing out this morning and I there's know. no reason why we can't spend this day reading in the stacks, which is what we love to do. So with that, we're going to sign off and uh, we'll be back next time with more books. Bye. Awesome. See ya.